Hey, little nigga. Hey, what's good? I'm just in the neighborhood. Coming at you live from the Durag Dungeon. I'm that boy Coop back with another regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smell of Earring Backs. But <laughs> subscribe to the Rash Intelligence on any podcast platform that is listened to. Um, following the Rod and Karen Doctrine, leave a nice five star review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. So. <clears throat> I've been like hovering over like my damn phone, trying to figure out if the if the if the Washington franchise is going to change their fucking name yet. <laughs> and you know what the holdup has been? You know what the holdup has been? Like they literally like ready to pull the trigger, but they were like, "Oh damn, n- niggas is fucking it up for us." So apparently, there is a developer, real estate developer in Alexandria, Virginia, where I used to live. Um, and they bought all the trademarks and copyrights for all of the potential name changes for the Washington NFL franchise. And, um, that is just absolutely sism with no fucks. Like that is old school sism. Like they just was like, uh, we're going to buy every single, no, you ain't going to get no other way of changing this name. No, you're not going to change. Like that, that was petty. Okay. That was really petty. Like, why did you have to be like, I'm going to buy it all. Like, and knowing real estate developers up there in Alexandria, Virginia, let me tell you something. The cost of living in Alexandria, Virginia is about $700,000 for, for a place. Or, or the cost of an average home is about six to $700,000, okay? Ain't shit cheap there. Okay, I live there, and they were like, nigga, you bougie. I was like, no, nigga, I ain't that bougie. I just wanted to be in a place that was not too run down. <laughs> and they were like, um, yeah, so, like, I looked at the townhome. I was like, let me see how much townhome is. And when I was looking for townhomes when I was living there, I was like, oh, man, no, I ain't never going to get a house here, man. Like, Townhome there cost like eight hundred thousand dollars on average, bro. Shit was fucking baffling, and that was like a that was like a a, a townhome you could fit your pinky toe in, and then don't even think about a full house because that shit was that shit was dead. That shit was like one point five million, and it was like that house looked like one of them straw houses. I was like, damn, man, I ain't never getting in, <laughs> never getting no house. So uh, <clears throat> with that, um. I'm just sitting by my phone waiting for them to change the name of this damn team. And I was like, I was going to get him. I was going to get y'all news today what the name of the team was going to be. But niggas is tripping. So with that being said, fuck that bullshit. And um, I had a proposal. You know, I had a random thought. Um, I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about reparations lately. <laughs> I don't know. This shit cross a black person's mind like every week. <laughs> Especially now, like in these times of when we, we we can actually demand shit and shit might actually happen, um, it's a is a it, what a time it is to be alive. Like you be like, I got a list of demands. They're like, all right, sure, let's let's do it. All right, okay. However, if it ever reaches like the presidential level, it, it don't ever really do nothing because Trump is a fucking asshole. So <clears throat> what I thought was. Maybe going into the next presidency, if this shit still has fucks given about it, I wouldn't mind reparations being in the form of universal basic income with a lot of other amenities. But um, basically, instead of letting everybody in the United States have that luxury of universal basic income, 
if you make reparations universal basic income, that would be really sufficient. I, you know, I'm not putting no number on it, but I'm saying 2000 is a really schmoo, like a really schmoo estimate. Okay. We are only 12.5% of the population in the U S we are not that big. Okay. It's not that it's not that many of us. We are one in eight people in the U put it into perspective. You count eight people on your hand, right? One of them is black. That's what it looked like. Okay. Yes, we live in certain areas where there's a lot of black people. And, you know, I'm from North Carolina, so there's a lot of black people killed. But you go to Idaho, where the black people at? You go to Montana, where the black people? You know, I'm just saying, like, UBI would be great because for black people, we have been asking for reparations for like 200 damn years. And not only should it be a UBI-based, you know, stipend every month, we should also have free health insurance. We should also have no down payment on a house or a car and free tuition for private school and college. And that's the least I can ask. That, that, that ain't even really what I want to get into. Like, I could go deeper, but th- that's just me on the surface saying, like, oh, this is what we need. And, and honestly, people in the military get, like, all those other amenities. But what I'm saying is, if you're in the military and I already have those amenities and you're black, well, nigga, you just get a stipend every month. Boop. <laughs> Boop. Plain and simple. But here's the problem. Black people have had problems, especially in the military, with the GI Bill, because the GI Bill wasn't really, like, working for them like that in the beginning. So, honestly, it's some antiquated bullshit. It, it really is. People served in this damn country, and they don't treat them like shit. <laughs> you know? I can go real deep on that shit. But anyway, let's let's move on. So I've been getting into tequilas lately. And, um, you know, because a nigga ain't got no time no more. Just nigga just be sitting around just like drinking, working, working while I'm drinking. I'm lying. I, 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 I make sure I clock out before I even touch the alcohol. But tequilas um, are absolutely something I have been heavily into lately. Um. And when I mean tequila, I ain't talking about no damn her, Jose Cuervo. <laughs> nigga, la- nigga, last time I was in the ABC store, I saw a nigga pick up a bottle of Jose Cuervo. I about vomited. I was like, whoa, whoa, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you gonna die. First of all, Jose Cuervo ain't even like 100% agave, so it could kill you even quicker. <laughs> Two... I learned that if you pay more for alcohol, especially, especially like tequila, you're getting better shit. I'm not in college anymore, nigga. Like, yes, I'm only 28, but and they're like, nigga, you just now real. People don't educate themselves on what they're drinking. Okay, they just like, oh, it looks cool and it's like more expensive. And here's the thing: some of the shit that's more expensive ain't that good either. Sometimes. So you just got to get like, the, there's shit that's cheaper that's good. There's shit that's more expensive that's good. You just learn this shit, like. Hey, like Classe Azul, that's if you're like really fucking out here, bro. Like really fucking out here, got your money, was like, uh, I'm going to celebrate. Uh, I'm going to get the, the bottle with the bell made of ceramic on top. Uh, you know, that's fucking nice as shit. Like Don Julio 1942, that's when you going, you have, you at a birthday party, you celebrating, everybody getting fucked up. That's what you doing. But if like, 
<clears throat> on the lower end, if you just want some shit that's good and smooth and don't kill your fucking insides because my liver thanks me when I drink this shit. <laughs> Don Julio. Don Julio. And Don Julio at every level is great. Like, I have no problem. You can. It's so smooth. You don't even have to do. Like, I'm grown as shit, by the way. I don't do the shots no more. Okay. I don't do the lime and the fucking salt shots no more, bro. I like sipping tequila. Okay. That, that's the shit that I'm about. Okay. I'm grown. We, we, I'm tired of hurting my liver. My, my liver say no, nigga. <laughs> my liver said, nah, not again. <laughs> I don't want these problems. And I was like, you know what? You're not getting these problems today. I'm going to buy the Don Julio right there, right there, the Blanco. I, I do the Blanco. I, I do the fucking Repo. I do the fucking, I do the fucking Aniello. Shit, I don't give a fuck. And I was thinking about like, hey, man, maybe I should just like start a whole cast on alcohol and drink that shit and see how that shit tastes. And just like talk about my favorite tequilas and shit, my favorite fucking bourbon, rum and whiskey, more specifically moonshine, because moonshine is great. But, you know, I could go deeper into this shit. But we only got one episode, so nigga, let's move the fuck on. Anyway, Jamie Foxx is teased at Mike Tyson biopic. Mike Tyson warned him, but knows he will do a great job. So, this was interesting, because Jamie Foxx did an interview with Hot 97 about, I'm going to think, let me see, three years ago? Three, four years? I'm not sure. But this is when we first heard like the whole details about him working on the Mike Tyson movie. Right, the Mike Tyson biopic. First of all, if you know anything about Jamie Foxx, that nigga funny as fuck. Not only is he funny as fuck, he has some amazing, like, fucking, fucking impressions of everybody. You know, his Mike Tyson impression is spot on. He's like, all praises do, my brother. Everything is, is, is good. God bless you, brother. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just, it's so crazy because it's a dynamic with Mike Tyson. The crazy thing is with Jamie Foxx, he actually knew Mike Tyson in his prime. You know, he hung out with Mike Tyson. You know, he talks about this story where he was in a club. He's just a regular ass nigga. I mean, he, you know, this was in live, this was before in living color, you know, or this was, was this during in living color? This might've been during in living color, I think. And he was in a club, right? And he just was like, Hey man, I'm about to do this Mike Tyson joke. And ain't nobody laugh. And they were like, yeah, because Mike Tyson in the motherfucker. He in the club tonight. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then nigga was like, hey, Mike said do the joke. And that nigga told the joke. And from there on, they became niggas that was hanging out to each other. Like, hanging out with each other, doing wild ass shit. Jamie saw every part of Mike Tyson. You know, he saw the... Mike Tyson at his prime with all the money and shit. Then you see, you know, Mike Tyson, th- that nigga with no more money. And he's like, I'm great that I don't have any more money because if, when, I, when I had money, I, I I don't have to deal with people taking advantage of me. When I had when I had money, everyone wanted something from me. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, he's, he's all humble and shit. He's like, all praise is due to the most high how you how are you my brother like it, it shit is crazy you know jamie fox can do it way better than i can but <laughs> you know i used to do the mike tyson shit but 
that nigga scary, okay? <laughs> that nigga scary. And he's like, he warned him. Like, he warned him, like, when you go down that fucking road, you might not like what's down that road. And I'm like, yeah, because Mike Tyson got some demons, bro. Like, that shit, that shit real. That shit really real. And I, I, I think even Jamie might not be ready for what he going to see. So, I don't know if they finished with the movie. I know they're working on it. And, man, Jamie is a great actor. It, it, you know, he, he he's going to nail it. It's just a matter of, like, seeing what the fuck happens. Because, man, Mike Tyson is a very complex human being. So, in much more recent news, uh, Will and Jada went on Red Table Talk. <laughs> this shit good. Went on Red Table Talk. And, basically, Jada confirmed that she had... And quote unquote entanglement with August Alcina. And I'm sitting here like, so we just gonna call cheating entanglements now. We, we That's what we gonna do. I had an entanglement, <laughs> not an affair, not an extramarital relationship, an entanglement. <laughs> I was like, get your entangled ass off this table. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, Will looked like he was about to cry But like nigga looked like he was holding back All the tears with the grip of death On the son's island of chaos Nigga that, that nigga looked like he was ready To about belt out And say nah the hell with him Had ass cry Like he was so ready To, 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 to just completely Like tear up like, it looked like that nigga just got finished crying, and then we got to the end. That nigga looked like he about to cry again. He was like, damn, you fucked him? Really? Really? You fucked August? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and apparently afterwards, 50 Cent kind of, like, got into a DM, little, little DM spat with Will. Will said, fuck you, basically, 50 Cent. You know, he was, like, talking shit. You know, 50 Cent troll, troll all the fucking time. Can't stand his ass, his his self-hating black ass anyway. Um, And Will Smith cussed that nigga out. It was like, fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> they, they won't like that. But it was like, fuck you, basically. So, um, entanglement has now uh, became part of the black lexicon as of late. And honestly... <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not even mad <laughs> Excuse me <coughs> Shit I don't have Rona um, <laughs> But I remember I was talking with my friend right And um, she was like Um I don't like that word Cause I like August And I'm like but you know like August looks like The ultimate side nigga Like afterwards you know She sent me some shit about uh, Kiki Palmer denying the fact That she even like slept with August And shit like that And I was like this nigga look like a side nigga That, that, that basically has all of the Like main nigga qualities But he just ends up being in side nigga shit All the time <laughs> It's like damn nigga you ain't never gonna catch a break it's just like, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. But Will's tears. There's like a meme of like Will like tearing up and shit. And it's like, you know, Will, you know what next month is, right? And it's like August. 
Nigga, the internet is undefeated. Um, so let's move on into uh finally some shit that I knew would come to fruition. DJ Academics fired from Complex and banned for life from Twitch. Now this shit is all up in the air because I don't exactly know if this is fully true, but the nigga did say it on his own, like you know. On his own page, like he was banned from da 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 and taking over complex. And you know, I'm just saying, like, banned from Twitch, no more complex. I don't know what that means, but as far as I'm concerned, Freddie Gibbs won. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs won. Freddie Gibbs undefeated. Okay. Freddie Gibbs told, he said, nigga, I'm going to fuck with you until you out of that motherfucker. And as far as I'm concerned, he out of that motherfucker. <clears throat> DJ Academics is one of those niggas that does not need to be given a platform. But he's still given a platform because he aligns with people who have lots of bullshit backing them. And when I mean bullshit, I mean Takashi 69. I mean, um, but Freddie Gibbs is a real ass nigga that has had some situations with that nigga in the past it wasn't so wasn't so peaceful that's all i can say freddie gibbs is a real ass vice lord hood nigga you don't want to fuck with him he still won and he's sitting on the beach chilling with his kids while academics is packing his shit up in complex getting to go to fuck home <laughs> to his big ass house with no paycheck i'm just saying like what what the fuck we doing <laughs> like it just like I don't know. I don't know. This mm, mm, the ash, the entangling ash, <laughs> the entanglement of ashiness. Um, that is the internet. Um, and DJ Academics fuck ass. So here's some quick um sports news that I have to throw out here because. You know, I feel like I always got to get my sports fix in because, you know, I've got to be on my duty, dude. You know, um, so <clears throat> let's talk about the NFL banning jersey swaps. So I got I got a I got a weird like it's, it's a weird thing with that. Like I, I'm saying like, OK, so y'all banning the jersey swaps, but y'all want these niggas to play for 60 minutes. And that's not including timeouts. It's really like three hours. Why the fuck does this matter again? And then I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah. So they're trying to reduce contact. But how you going to reduce contact when they still playing 60 minutes? I mean, I don't fucking know this shit. This shit is confusing. I don't, I don't really get it. It's fucking dumb. I, I don't understand it. I'm like, jersey swaps. Okay, well, niggas is going to be swapping sweat and many other body fluids. Like blood, sweat, and tears and shit. And I'm sitting here like, so this is a problem? <laughs> like... So this is something y'all don't want. All right, whatever, niggas. Anyway, <laughs> ESPN top reporter Adrian Wojnarowski suspended after a profanity-laced email to a senator. This shit real. This shit real interesting. You know, I'm just like, bro, this shit real fucking interesting. So ESPN suspends NBA reporter for vulgar reply to senator. Hey, this is ugly. Straight from the New York Times, Adrian Wojnarowski, who is known for his bombs or his woge bombs of breaking news, emailed a different kind 
uh, or emailed a different kind to a U.S. senator. <coughs> Whoa. Um, ESPN's most prominent basketball reporter has been suspended for a two-word vulgar email. Wait, it's only two words long? <laughs> Wait, what? It's only two words long? I'm guessing it's fuck you, right? I'm, I'm hoping it's fuck you. Email reply to the office of a United States senator on Friday morning in a response to the senator's critical statements about the NBA's relationship with China. Oh, that definitely warrants a fuck you. So <laughs> the reporter, Adrian Wojnarowski, sent the email to the office of Josh Hawley. Sounds racist. A Republican. <laughs> Very white. Um, it seems racist. A Republican senator from Missouri who posted a screenshot of it on Twitter. And I guess I'm going to have to look at a screenshot. Let me see this. Let me look, let me look at this damn screenshot. Let me see what this looks like. Fuck you. Yes. Well, you the, my nigga. So basically what the tweet said was don't criticize hashtag China or express support for law enforcement to at ESPN. It makes them real mad at Outkick. And what the email says, you know, subject, RE Senator Holly Blast NBA for kowtowing to Beijing and refusing to support U.S. military and law enforcement. And Woes just said, fuck you. <laughs> Woes, you the GOAT. Take that suspension like a champ. Just like you don't snitch, take that suspension like a fucking champ. You a real nigga. He said, I'm going to go down with these words. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> he said, fuck you. It's like, ah, goddamn. That motherfucker was not giving a solitary fuck. So on a recent podcast episode, Wojnowski said that he had sent a number of packages to the Orlando area in advance of his plan to arrive on Sunday. I was after spending, <clears throat> sending the email, Wojnowski apologized, saying that he was disrespectful and made a regrettable mistake. He's only gonna say this shit because it's 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 something that has to he has to save face by. But honestly, well, you ain't gotta apologize for shit. Fuck now. All right, this is our last topic, and after this, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. This is gonna be a short little episode, but it's been real, nigga. All right, so um, NBA players voicing concerns about food and accommodations in their quote unquote bubbles. You know, as y'all have known now. There are these new, like, you know, little areas that we call, like, you know, they call bubbles, and and they, um, <clears throat> they, they're, they're basically staying in the hotel, they quarantine for 36 hours, and they, after that, they kind of, like, you know, go practice in, you know, the new season for, or the playoffs, let's just say the NBA playoffs starts July 30th, right, and during these times, a lot of these NBA players have been expressing their concerns about the conditions of some of these bubble hotels, the food they've been getting and shit. Okay, so so let, let's really get started here. Um, Joel Embiid was like, "This little like no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ain't shit. I ain't shit." He said, this looked like the Motel 6. And I look at the picture and I'm like, this shit looked like a Holiday Inn in suites. And this is the nicer Holiday Inn. This is the Holiday Inn that they just rebuilt. Like, and he complained and saying it looked like a Motel 6. Bro, we, you tripping. Now, some other ones I've seen are really bad. Like, there was one player, I don't even remember who it was, but there was a mousetrap sitting on that motherfucker. There was... Weird shit on the floor. 
Don't know what that shit was. But th- that was the worst case scenario. Other ones that's actually complaining about shit like, yeah, we getting food and it don't look like this. This is the delivery we get. This is the shit that we get. I, I do know that there was one player um, <clears throat> um, that actually had a roach. <laughs> he had a roach on the floor when he got in the motherfucker. And I was like, all right, that's, that's, li- that's something. You know, that's a little something. But I don't know. I don't know. That like, <sighs> mm. Patrick Beverly probably had the best. Um, he probably said the best thing out of everybody. Patrick Beverly said, "A the bubble is what you make it," and he said basically, "I'm enjoying myself. Mind over matter. This is what I'm dealing with. Y'all niggas can complain all you want, but." It's going to fuck up your play. And, and and Bev was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to be balling and having fun out here, bro. Y- y'all fucking whining about shit that people can't even get on a good day. <laughs> Real fucking shit. Shit been delivered to their door and shit. I mean, y'all. Some of these niggas do be sounding like some fucking babies. Because they have been. They've been pampered like fucking babies their entire lives, bro. Like. But some of that other shit, okay, I was like, oh, that ain't good. <laughs> this is a big-ass mousetrap just sitting on the motherfucking window and shit. The shit was sitting on the side of the fucking wall and shit. Like, that's bad. But the other shit, I was just like, nah, it ain't even that bad. Y'all tripping. I don't know. We'll see, nigga. <laughs> we'll see. Develop his story. But, um... As always, you should go to supportblackcolleges.org. Okay, that is my link that I will keep up because there's a black business that is growing like fucking crazy. And they were on NBA on TNT last week. It was beautiful. It was it was, it was wonderful. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my old classmate out here balling. And he on fucking TNT. NBA on TNT, which is like viewed by like millions of people. <laughs> Fuck it up. Fuck it up, bro. Fuck it up, Corey. I know you. You probably don't know me no more, but it's, it's it's all good. So support Black Colleges link will be in the description below, and um and as always, thank you. <laughs>